Hello, and welcome to the Surplus Geek Podcast. I'm Jake, and today I'm joined by Bailey from Bailey's Military Collection. Thank you for having me on, Jake. So before we get into the episode and what we're going to talk about today, I want to just do a little background on Bailey to give you know an idea of who he is, why he's collecting, and so forth. So I went to college for history at the University of Massachusetts Dartmouth. I graduated with a bachelor's in history. And during my junior year and senior year as well, I did an internship at the Battleship Co. Museum of Fall River, where I was a curator. So that basically gives me a good background of military history itself, because with me being at the Battleship Co. for a year, it kind of, you know, spruced up my um, my intelligence, I would suppose, and just me getting interested in the military history aspect along with collecting, which is a big bonus in my part. Yeah, and for anyone that isn't in the Massachusetts area, Battleship Cove is pretty cool. It has uh, USS Massachusetts, which is a, uh, I, don't, I forget what the class of ship it is. But, I believe the class B, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but it's a battleship. It's got a, it's got a uh, destroyer from East Germany. It's, it's got a submarine, World War II class, you know, era submarine. Um some other stuff. Uh, it's a pretty good museum. Uh, if, you, if you're in the area, check it out. Um, Sorry, it's actually USS Massachusetts BP-59, also known as a South Dakota class. There you go. South but Dakota we class. also have, for the other ships he mentioned, we do have the, uh, I believe, the uh, Kennedy Destroyer, which is also the A-50, the Lionfish Submarine, and we also have an East German Corvette, which is also named the uh, Hidden Sea. Yep, that's the, that's the East German one I was thinking of. So... After interning at, or doing your thing at Battleship Cove, you know, what, what's the plans for the future here? Well, I thought about getting into um, teaching because I, act, I like to teach others and actually inspire others to actually learn about history because sometimes with the, the current generation now, we tend to forget certain things that we should not be forgetting, such as mostly like World War One. That's a big example because people don't talk about World War One. It's a very vague topic from what I've under, from my understanding because during my junior senior year of college, we really didn't cover World War One or World War Two that much, or even Vietnam. Korea is a big issue in my part. Yeah, that's why it's that's why it's called the Forgotten War. Really is nobody yeah. really talks about the Korean War because it's a conflict for three years. Three years, mind you, and that's a long duration for a war itself. And it pretty much shaped the current event of our topics today, especially with the uh, the encroachment of communism during that time after the 40s and like the whole Red Scare with uh, McCarthyism and whatnot, especially the Vietnam War plays a big part into that as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that definitely. And not only that plays into, you know, the political climate today with, with how we fight wars and stuff. This is true. And most of the stuff that we learned, a lot of what we learned from Vietnam and Korea is applied directly to the modern day. Uh, I know for my uh, one of my CLS courses while I was in, they reference a lot of data coming from Vietnam. So with that, so yeah, you want to go, you want to you know teach and stuff. Uh, it's cool, obviously. Um, that's the whole point of Surplus Geek is trying to trying to get information out to people. And uh, with with that, you know, going from that, obviously you're not a teacher. You want to do something else. So right now, I don't think teaching would be a good aspect for me right now due to COVID. I'd always thought about becoming a curator, like I, like I did at Bastard Cove, but then again, COVID is kind of like hurting that idea for me since I tried applying to certain places such as Springfield Armory. 
However, I do would love to go into the uh, National Park Service, which is currently what I'm trying to get into right now, in which I do have a job lined up for the summer. So that's thankful. So I'm thankful for that, really. Yeah, that's going to be a good job. That's going to be a fun experience. Uh, and with that, um, I mean, I think that's a pretty good run over of who Bailey is and, and whatnot. So we'll try to get into the collecting because I know people were probably like, to start talking about things. Um, I will say that we are collectors. We are not reenactors by any stretch of the imagination. We do strive to get history correct. But as most people know, history is very kind of lucid, I would say. It's kind of, you know, changes with people's perspectives and things. And, and new data is found every day. So things change as we go. Um, but with, with collecting, I will say that, like, uh, I said this in the episode zero, like, kind of teaser episode um that collecting should be a personal thing for you and not a you shouldn't let anyone determine what is collecting for you so you know i said this in the previous thing that like you don't need to have everything but if collecting is to have everything go for it um i personally have turned into more collecting for purposes of displaying and doing videos on uh i'm not collecting per se i mean i have certain items that are holy grails which i would not say for obvious reasons but i'm assuming you do too oh yeah definitely i spent a lot of good money on the uh like you said the holy grails in my collection i could probably list a few but well if you have them it's fine just don't say anything you want because then you know on titanium yeah that's true um well I guess we could say the X and fifty I have from two thousand one. Yeah, that's that's a good piece. That's a really good piece. Um, yeah, one of my holy grails that I actually own would probably be my X and fifty from two thousand four. But um, other pieces that I'd say that the Serbian M three are definitely that's definitely a top for me. That was that's a fun mask to own. Um, really weird, interesting design. Another t- uh, topic for another day for sure. Uh, moving on from that though, I would say that. Uh, with the reenactor versus collector, I don't want there to be any bl- bad blood between reenactors and collectors. I'm just putting that out there just so people know. Um, and just so people, you know, because we do post kits and stuff and, uh, you know, they're not always going to be perfect. Um, we try, though, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I think when it comes to collecting, you know, we all have our unique experiences with it. And I think most people start collecting when they're young you know, sometimes even pre-high school. And, uh, you know, I think it's great. I think that there's a new generation of collectors out there that are growing up and, uh, you know, they're going to need some guidance to kind of show them where where things are and stuff. And we're definitely going to talk about that in another episode about preserving history and, and whatnot. And with the new generation kids, it's actually wonderful because they can learn from us, which kind of is, you know, makes us as like a teacher of some sort, or even a scholar in a way, you know. I actually, I actually love that idea of actually teaching somebody, which is why I'm become a teacher in the first place. But then again, like the whole COVID idea is making me skeptical about the whole idea of actually going to teaching and plus dealing with a, uh, again, the generation of uh, people not, you know, not really caring about history because what am I going to do with history? What am I going to do with it? Like, what can I do with it? It's, it's the same way about math. <laughs> I can say that's why I'm into history. I don't like math. Yeah, got true. to be pre-calc. Anyways, but um, people bring up that topic and idea of like, 
what am I doing with history? There's so many things you can do with history, such as become a lawyer, a civil rights lawyer. In fact, that's a lot of history. Yeah, case that's right there. you get. Yeah, to be a lawyer, you got to know a lot of of case study and stuff. Basically, yeah, like a lot of historical cases. Yeah, you got to like know that. your stuff. Um, you can be an arch- you know, archaeologist. Yeah, you can a be a, you know, you can do a lot of stuff in history, but some of the jobs out there don't pay the well at the beginning. Like you got to like grind you gotta do seasonal jobs you can't just go right into the field if you have the experience and knowledge that this certain area you want to do and they go right ahead but some jobs you just have to grind for and that's the process it takes you just have to go for it if you really want to do something like that and you might become a, a podcaster youtube that's another option i mean think Which about is what we're doing yeah exactly think about all the people who are out there who aren't i mean you you've got a degree in history but I, i'm no college for me who are you know i Anyone with the determination and the willpower can go out there and learn and find and discover new things historically. And they can do, you know, as long as you present the information well and professionally enough, it doesn't have to be perfect. Obviously, this is not a professional setup um, as we sit in my office. But I think about a lot of YouTubers that I follow that put, a ton of work into it there's i mean you think about all of the historical youtubers who unfortunately are having issues with youtube but they they put out such great content and a lot of them aren't i mean some of them are probably historians some of them have the correct background but a lot of them are not you know they don't they're just people who have a uh unique fondness for a specific topic and uh for us it's military surplus but, you know, and, and like specifically for me, it's the 20th century military surplus. But, you know, you got people that are into 18th, 19th, you know, you got your even before that, you know, you got Roman. It just goes on forever. You got to find your 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 niche area of of collecting if that's what you're into. And not everyone wants to collect. Some people just want to see other people collect. They're just interested in the history. Uh, that's a piece to it, too. And I often think that a lot of collectors uh, try to use their collection as as bragging rights or as clout chasers is what I call them sometimes. Yeah, clout chasers, exactly. And and that's fine to a point, but I think the community needs to mature. And and this is hard to say because my experience and Bailey's experience is more gas mask collecting community. I'm not really in tune with the rest of the Millicerp community. But the gas mask collecting community could definitely do some maturing. And that's not to say that, that everyone in the community is a kid. It has nothing to do with being a kid. There's definitely kids in the community that are more mature than the adults. But you don't have to call it Chase all the time. It's a little, it's fine. You know, you have something that's cool. It's fine to show it off and be like, yeah, I got this cool piece. You know, it's rare or uncommon. That's totally fine. Yeah, I'm guilty with that. Oh, I am too, 100%. I mean, that's, you know, part of my Instagram is that. But it's also to show off this cool, unique piece. You know, XM50, it's a cool, unique piece. Uh, you know, the M3, the, you know, what else do I have on there that's cool and unique? You got the Serbian M3, you got the TAP, um, the boots. Yeah, the, the tap gloves. gear. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, you have a bunch of yeah. hoods, the TAP hoods, and everything else. Like More that. tap gear is on its way. Um, Trust them. Yeah, I... I got a whole bin full of the stuff. I just haven't gotten around to doing full body shots. Uh, and as I discussed in the previous, and this is episode zero, full body shots are hard to do when you have limited space. Um, I only have an office to do this all in. But 
So, you know, and, and that's the thing too, is you, you, you could collect very specific items. Uh, there's people out there who collect one type of mask or just chemical protective suits or helmets. Helmet collection is huge. There's a lot of big helmet collectors out there. And, uh, you know, there's people out there that have 80, 90, 100, 100 helmets. They have helmets from all over the world. I mean, I have a minuscule collection of helmets. I probably have 10 to 15 varying types um, from around the world. But helmet collections are huge. So, I mean, the, the, it's endless what you can collect. I mean, obviously, from my Instagram, you can tell. I, I People think probably that I mainly collect gas masks. Yeah, it's I collect everything. I got everything. So, eventually, you'll see more of that. But same thing with Bailey. He collects a lot of gas masks, but he also has... Uh, yeah, web gear and web equipment. Gear, yeah. yeah, I started first with masks when I, like I said, in uh, freshman year of college. I, I bought a few masks at a gun show. That's what kind of spiked my interest. And after that, I started buying like very minimal accessories they put on your mask and stuff like that, such as outserts or even like winterization gear. Then as the years progressed, I started to get more masks, um, helmets. I even bought body armor from like, uh, I believe, East Germany or the Bundeswehr. Uh, Flectarn body armor or flak vest whatever it is then I started to get more serious with the mask I started to buy more World War first World War mask such as the uh, the American type corrected English model the uh, Richardson uh, Flory Cops which is a second variation of that then I started to get the uh, the British ones I even got a German one which I was surprised for how dirt cheap I got that then um it just kept building up, building up. The one day I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do something else. So I started doing um, Vietnam web gear pretty much. And that would, you know, yeah, it's, that it's was, a good area for me right now. I actually like it. That was thanks to me. I got you started on the web thank gear. You, yeah. Thank you, Jake. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I bought this. Um, There's a money sink. <laughs> it basically is for me right now. It's uh, really tough. It's because, tough, yeah. Yeah, you buy, you buy pieces that are wicked cheap than like, you need this one piece to complete your kit and it just makes a dent in your wallet. It just, oof, it hurts. It hurts to look at now and then. Yeah, the chasing for the for finishing something, it can be difficult. You you want to have a complete, it, it, and we'll, I, this is a whole episode on itself is kit collecting and, and, and doing 100% and stuff and what that means. But yeah, chasing after this stuff. Collecting is an expensive hobby if you allow it to be. Um, he knows as he sits in a room jam rounded by um vest suits mask and everything yeah totes and totes and totes of gear i it's it's getting to that that addiction standpoint but i'm waiting for my family to do like a you know sit sit me down like all right we have to have a conversation about this. An intervention with this stuff yeah <laughs> my parents have that too many times with me i kind of ignore it insert intervention of milser but uh you know it's i mean what are they gonna do i'm an adult now but um <laughs> I've been an adult for way too long. <laughs> I just started becoming an adult. Yeah, he's he's a freshborn adult. He's he's a newbie. He's still getting learning. There. Yeah. Still learning. Um that might be an episode itself is talking about being an adult and collecting. How much it sucks. <laughs> yeah. And how much it can get the way. But honestly though, when you get to be an adult, I will say that that uh once I started working a real full time job and I had my own place and you know, I was I was doing my own thing. I was outside the house, I was out, I was away from my parents. That's when I started to really collect. That's when in 2018, I got intense with the collecting. That's when I realized that I wanted to do a Vietnam kit. I, you know, I wanted to do 
all this stuff, you know, I wanted to have everything from 1900 on, which I'm slowly working my way back towards. So I can add on to that because when I, like I said, I was in college, I was by myself having all that independent freedom away from my parents and like being able to do whatever I want to a certain degree. That came with the uh, cost of collecting because I would, you know, have shipped stuff to my dorm and my parents would be like, hey, do you buy anything? I know your parents don't no. move you in, then yeah. they're moving you back out. It's like, oh, there seems to be a lot more here. Yeah, why is he bringing home two bags full of uh, green-covered gear or whatever? Like, what is that? Yeah, like, what yeah. is this stuff? Yeah. So I try to keep it on the down low. I'm sorry, Mom and Dad, I shouldn't be lying to you, but I know you're listening. So, <laughs> Are you, is, is your parents going to listen to this? They will probably will. Good luck with that. Yeah, I know. I have a big talk about this when I get home, probably. <laughs> don't worry. You'll you'll move out eventually. You're, you're, anyways, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and this goes out to all the kids out there. You know, I, I don't mean kids in a derogatory sense. I mean, you know, all the younger members who collect. Don't worry. If you stay into collecting into uh, your old age, um, you will be good or you will be able to expand it a lot further and a lot more once you have money. Obviously, your interests might change and stuff. So keep that in mind. But um just like mine like i said from masks to like wipe gear now yeah could, i still collect masks but it's just not as much as i used to well it gets uh i don't, I don't want to say it gets boring but it gets very tiring now and then we got to do with the people yeah you you want to well yeah and you're trying to find and, and eventually you get to a point where you have 50 60 70 masks and it's like all that's left is like the holy grail items pretty much or the stuff that just doesn't come up often or the stuff that comes up and sells for 1300 dollars. Yeah. you know like i'm sorry but that's that's a mortgage payment right there. I'm not paying <laughs> for, you know, I I will pay for some things if it's really worth it. But man, you know, I, I have to take, you know, responsibility takes precedence. So, so I would say that like, you know, you, you have to, you, you'll, you know, you figure it out as you go and stuff. But, um, and again, especially for me, I'm trying to do something with my stuff. I'm not just collecting. It's kind of become a weird hobby mixed with a goal and uh, changes the perspective of things. I guess the point of this episode is just to talk about collecting as a whole and just, I don't know, to give a baser idea of like where where you go with your collection and how you determine where you're going to go with your collection and stuff. I guess you kind of have to have a goal, but it, it's going to change. It's going to be, you got to be flexible with your goal and what you want. Um, You know, I never thought I was going to have I never thought I was going to have all that. I, my younger self Same. would be so excited to be in this room right now. If I took myself from high school even and was like, here, look what you will have. He'd be like, oh my God, how do you have all this? How much did you spend? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would, you know, because I bought my, my first mask there, the M40, at $100 on eBay. That was a huge deal um, back, you know, when I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school. And, you know, it had to be. Yeah, it had to be software year that I got that. And, um, you know, that was a huge deal. hundred bucks. You know, you know, I couldn't work a job yet. I wasn't at that point. And, uh, you know, I got a pretty decent kit. And I still have the mask. I still keep it. There's a reason why the Surplus Geek logo is an M40, sort of. Um, it's, it's, you know, symbolic, I guess, in a way, yeah. to collecting for me. Um, and now I have way too many M40s. Way too many M seventeen. Way too many M seventeen. Too many sealed mask. Way too many sealed mask. I'm getting there at this rate. I, I don't know. Yeah, we I'm got the we got the local can man over here. This is me. 
That's me. So, and we'll talk about cans. That's a whole conversation for another day. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a very, I think, a very controversial topic. Yeah. Depending on me, it depends how it gets. Yeah, it might be a little bad. Yeah, some people, yeah, will probably disagree. But it is what it is. And uh, that brings up a good point about collecting. You're going to disagree with people. It's going to happen. Very, like a lot. The best thing you can do is don't take it personal. And just understand that people have different opinions as long as the person isn't going out and maliciously doing something to a piece. And that's a different story. If someone does something maliciously, it, that you can't avoid it. It's like someone having a lot of money and buying a, a, a painting, a very expensive painting, and then destroying it. That is terrible. This actually just happened just recently. I think some woman or somebody else just bought a antique globe stand. It's like from the 18 or 1700s. I forget what generation it was or era, but they like made their own like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, it was like unbelievable, like how they just damaged an antique piece and people were just giving her crap about it. It's just like, you just ruin a 200, 300 year old like yeah. antique just for your own purpose. Like it's pretty much the same thing as collecting. Like we, I have a, for example, I have a almost a hundred year old um, still sealed mask from nineteen twenty eight twenty nine, and I am never going to open that thing. Trust me, geez, like why would you? It's almost a hundred years old, and if I do, you're just going to ruin it. It's going to ruin the valuable, you know. It's yeah, it's value. It's yeah, like, the value worth it. it. Yeah, and not only that, there's unsealed examples out there. This is true, especially just go on Google and just type up the mask and just find a bunch of them, like within images. Exactly. So even forums. Again, we'll save that conversation for the day because we can go off on a rant on that one. But uh, yeah. So I mean that if, if as long as you're not being malicious in your intent with what you're doing, I'm fine with most things. And obviously, it doesn't matter what I say. But the the reason we're saying this is that you're going to run into people who are going to do things maliciously. It doesn't have to be malicious, by the way. It's just like done out of curiosity yeah. or just a lack of sense of knowledge like they don't know what they got their hands on they don't know what to do with this so they do something that seems malicious even though it really isn't because they don't have the knowledge like we do now and then yeah it's it's what you learn as you go like for example there was this kid that um his uncle bought him a a world war one or interwar from world war one world war two mask and he just he said something about the uh, har- the filter having harmful contents, which I probably they do have it. You know, I mean, at this point, like whatever was put into that filter probably is not good to ingest. Oh God, no! Especially back from that even day. even if it's not asbestos, which is the common thing that people freak out about. Like I don't. Th- there's a point to where whatever they they treated it with the the filter, if it broke down, if it gets into you, you don't want that stuff inside of you. Yeah. So, um. Anyways, like he just. He literally cut the filter off. And he didn't do it out of malicious intent. He just did it out of safety precaution or just didn't know what to do with it. So I think he chucked it in the trash or something like that. And people were like giving him so much crap about it. And the kid's young. He's going to learn. But then again, it's like people like him do not know what they have. Which, which is why is, we, we're going to be making these. Yeah. Which is, yeah, like the reason why we have this podcast in the first place. And like it be, pretty much is an issue in the community itself like again people not knowing what they have they do something that destroys a mask and you have people like us or others saying like oh you're ruining a piece of history like you're, you're an idiot it's like the kid's trying to learn okay? yeah yeah well and, that, and that's something i always bring up is you know you got to think back to what you acted like when you were a kid i mean i was definitely dumb and stupid and didn't know things and 
I mean, I don't remember destroying anything, but you know, it it's something that yeah, you definitely have to you know you're dealing with people that just don't know, and it's not their fault if they don't know because honestly, your source of information is YouTube, you know, or forums. Maybe if you went to a museum, I you, I mean, how where do you go for this information? And that's a whole other that's a whole other thing. And people's responses a lot of times overly. I get it. There's it's out of passion, and that's fine. But I think you got to realize where you know, like you just said, you got to realize that these are kids. They're trying to learn. You got to take a step back and try to rationalize and and put forth your words in a way that does not. Because if you yell at someone, all you're really doing is you're you're telling them they're not going to listen to what you're saying because all they hear is the yelling. Especially if they're kids. Kids do not like to be yelled at. Nope. You know, they break the rebel against authority. If they see you as some sort of authority, they're going to go the opposite direction. And you see that all the time. I mean, the internet is the internet for a reason. Um, and that's just something that is a reality to how things are, and it's fine. But you just got to watch yourself and how you how you conduct yourself on, the, on, on that topic. If you're a serious collector and you want to be a serious collector and you want people to learn things... You got to watch how you conduct yourself. I mean, you don't have to, but preferably, I'd say you should because you could prevent things like that from happening. Definitely. And we try to keep, we try to teach all these kids, you know, what a collection really is. And like, we try to give them respect and they try to give us respect. You know, it, it goes both ways. Yeah. And they need space. They need, um, they need, because kids like to uh, emulate, they like to, to follow other people and, and go off what they do. And uh, they, you know, they, they like to, you know, copy almost. And, you know, they think they see, they do. And they're like sponges. They just, no. <laughs> they absorb the information. Yeah. <laughs> That's a movie reference. Um, <laughs> that probably threw over, that <laughs> flew by my head. Yeah. I got to lower that. That, Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it's it's something that, you know, it, I don't even know, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but it's just... That's the point of a podcast is go wherever you want. Yeah. Try to stay on topic. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so I guess, you know, the, the the moral of the story is collect what you want, collect how you want, as long as you're not destroying things on purpose. Um, and again, that's that's a whole other topic for another day because uh, there is a lot of examples of that. Too many examples to list in one podcast, let's just say. Yeah, probably. Uh, a lot. Yeah. And, and I think... That's fine. Anyways, that's not fine, but the, you know, it's fine that we can't list them all. Yeah. Um, He's not saying it's fine to destroy things. Yeah, no. What's, yeah, that's going to get cut out into context. Um, so with collecting, I guess the ultimate question would be, is there a piece or a holy grail or a set of pieces that would end your collecting days that would put put the collection to, a, to rest? Um... Actually, it's a really good question. But for me... Um, it's an easy question for me. It's no. <laughs> I'm never going to stop collecting. Well, if you think about it in some aspect, there's some people that you know want to get that one piece and just end their collecting because they're so content with that one piece. They've yeah. always wanted for so many years and they worked hard for it. But for me, I would probably say no either because there's just so much to collect out there. Like It's, it's ridiculous. Like What is there to collect? And like... You just can't collect, you know, just like helmets and just be like, okay, I'm done collecting helmets. Yeah, but do you want to go into a different subject? Like me, what me and Jake have done. Like, 
I saw Earth Mask. He probably saw Earth Mask. Now he's doing vest, white gear, uniforms, or whatnot. Especially me, I'm starting to do you know vest. Especially now, I'm starting to get a lot more. Uh, I actually have three um, Vietnam era vests. I'm pretty sure I have a 52 way. Um, I have a three fourths collar protective and something else. I think. But anyways, yeah, there is really, for me, it's just a no, because it's just so much you can collect and, like, learn from. But, honestly, if I really had the choice of, like, what would be my holy grail, that's a tough question, because there's so many good stuff that I really want, such as a, hmm. um, do you want to Do you want to say the holy grail, though? Do you want people to know your holy grail? No, that's actually no. Yeah. Because <laughs> it... I mean, for me, holy grails are... There's, there's holy grails that like I don't have to worry about saying like I want to own either a mutt or a jeep yeah. or a truck you know I want to own like for me military surplus goes beyond just these small items like I would kill not literally but I would definitely want to own military hardware um, oh yeah definitely like trucks tanks all that stuff luckily I don't have to own that I can just go to the American Heritage Museum which I also volunteer at by the way if you didn't know yeah, that's it's, a, a fun, it's a fun volunteer. By that's the way. a good episode for, for you know later talking about volunteering. Yeah, you definitely. get quite the experience in that. You also meet a lot of good people too. You actually get to uh, listen to their stories and whatnot when they served. If they even if they did serve. Oh yeah, especially at the American Heritage Museum. Especially yes. Yeah, there's a lot of good guys that work there. Um, but yeah, so I would say that like no, for me it's easy. I have I I can't even imagine what the end of my collection would be. I guess if I had literally everything, then you can't collect anything. There's no way you can have everything. But there's no way to have everything. So it, it continues. And I know my girlfriend is probably going to listen to this and go, oh, it's never going to end. <laughs> Same but, with mine. Especially my parents be like, oh, geez, here we go. Sorry. But it's never going to end. And it's, it's just, it's, it's the fun of it. And uh, I guess moving on from that, pivoting uh, your collection uh, is there anything else you'd want to pivot it to? We've done, we've talked about masks, body armor, web gear, chemical protective gear. Um, I got rucksacks, all that stuff. Is there anything that you'd consider pivoting pivoting to? I mean... Yeah, so with me, I probably would pivot towards collecting military surplus rifles, such as the rifles itself and the bayonets. Um, I think my dream goal of mine is to actually obtain all the Soros rifles from the United States, such as the uh, Springfield Trapdoor, um, the Craig Yorkison rifles, the 1903s and stuff like that, and so on and so forth. But right now, I do have a few surplus rifles, such as a uh, Car 98K, um, Lee Enfields, a Russian SKS, and a Russian Mosin McGaunt. But to me... Weapons are really cool, but they can be so pricey, like especially with the older antique, you know, muskets and the uh, Springfield trap doors, even the Craig Jorgensen's, because then again, they don't even make the Craig Jorgensen ammo anymore. So now it's just like you got to find a either a gun manufacturer, ammo manufacturer to actually obtain that ammo. And that ammo itself, especially now, is very pricey. Yeah, the ammo market's all messed up right now. But yeah, I, I I totally understand where you're going with that too, because like uh, uh, 1917 for me would be a definite to own. Uh, yeah, no, I totally get that. Uh, Milserp is definitely, you know, even the older stuff is definitely cool. I we, we both want to get into me and my girlfriend. We want to get into black powder uh, revolvers and the the late the mid to late 1800s. Uh, that would be something that we definitely want to get into at some point. Um, it's a little bit difficult in the residence 
of state that we live in, but that's okay. Uh, we can figure it out. So anyways, with this being the first episode, we're not going to go much further than that. Uh, there's not much more to talk about. This is really kind of just a, a basic setup here for us. Um, but I will say one thing. When it comes to buying things that you really want, sometimes you just have to let them go. Because, you know, you just you can't get everything. If you don't get something, it's going to happen. Something else will come up. And yes, I did bring this up because Bailey wants to buy something. I just, I, I bring it up more because it's an, it's an important lesson for people, or not lesson, but idea to grasp uh, conceptually. Um, that you don't need to get everything. You're not going to get everything. Unless it's something that's rare, which we'll talk about some future episode, but like, you'll find another piece. This is why being an adult sucks. Yes. Responsibilities come up. This is true. With that being said, I think we're just going to cut it there, even though we're not quite close to what I want to for the length. That's fine. I want it just to be a thing. I'll let Bailey do his sign off. Oh, Make sure you go check out Bailey on Bailey's Mil- Military Collection on Instagram. Do it. Follow him. You won't Please follow it. me. Yes. He needs the follows. Also follow me on Surplus Geek if you're not somehow already following me while you're listening to this podcast. Um, uh, Bailey, thanks for coming on for the first episode. I know you're going to be on for a bunch of episodes that are definitely not going to be recorded all on the same day. Um, a little behind the scenes fourth wall break there. I will sign off myself and I hope everyone enjoys this first episode and I hope we come back for the second one. So have a good day.